this episode is called Perspective is Everything. And we're doing this whole season of imagining that which does not yet exist. And when you talk about imagining a future that doesn't exist yet as you're moving forward into it, uh, and I'm realizing the perspective is really like everything. Yeah. Um, perspective is reality because you have a lens in which you see the world and you interpret everything. And then you either engage with the reality or create your own reality accordingly. So like your perspective actually it is everything in how you engage with the world and even create the world around you. And I've, I've been obsessed with this over the last few months. It's like I've had this little mantra of like saying to myself over and over again, perspective is reality. Perspective, <laughs> like I'm talking to myself everywhere I go. Um, so that's what we want to do. And before we do that, I want to invite you to an event that we have coming up, how to reimagine your life. And this is going to be a, an experience that we have created it's coming off of this season and the content that we've been talking about and it's going to be a two and a half hour event where there's going to be teaching um, immersive and interactive experiences and practical exercises for you and the idea is to help you identify where you're at and reimagine where you want to be and then really to begin taking steps towards living that life so we'd love for you to join us at one of the three locations in the fall it's um the first one's September 18th in Costa Mesa. There's going to be dinner included and drinks with that one. Um, we've got a food truck coming. It's going to be a super fun time. October 9th in Oceanside at Rising Co. And October 16th in Santa Cruz. And you can register for those events at the website, philandjedwood.com. Love to have you there. And now for episode five, Perspective is Reality. We want to talk about perspective in this episode and some of the things that we've learned over the last few years and are still learning about how to take hold of our perspective because we actually have the power to, cha to change it and to shape it. Yeah. And obviously everybody has a perspective, which is, you know, just the lens that we all see through. And that perspective, that's the place that we all operate from. And so I think back to like when we were first uh, planting the church. And I think about like some of the years of my life and I, I think about like the perspective that I had. And I feel like I spent so many of those years with little kids just being so overwhelmed and so stressed and really just taking myself way too seriously, especially as a mom. Like I think back about the kind of the way that I carried being a mom and the weight that I, I placed on like every decision I was making and that perspective that I was carrying, and yeah, things were stressful. We were starting, we you know we had like the startup that we were doing as a church, and we had a toddler who was wild at the time, and a baby, and and we're you know we were in it. But when I think back to that time, I wish I had chosen a different perspective, like a lighter one. I wish I would have been more grateful and more present in the moment, and almost like. I think I just felt this weight on our shoulders. Like we were almost like we were saving the world. Like it, like it wasn't God's job. It was Phil and Jen's job, you know? And obviously I knew that we weren't God, but at the time, like I just, we felt heavy. Yeah. I know I personally carry things so heavily. Yeah. It was, we were in the most beautiful place and it felt like dark and heavy. Oh yeah. I mean, we were in Laguna beach. We were literally blocks from the ocean. And I think of that season as like this kind of dark season in our lives. And, feel like we really missed out on some opportun opportunities 
you know, just because of the lens that we had. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and not only does everybody have a perspective, but, uh, the reality is perspective is a choice, which is like, it's one of the most, it could be like frustrating or empowering statements, hmm. depending on where you're at. Cause sometimes it can feel like our thoughts and our perspective just like run us and take us over. Or do we just get what we get? Yeah. Like I just can't help it. Yeah. There's like really positive people. And then there's just really negative people. There's mm. glass half full people or glass half empty wow. people. I do think some people are more wired that way. I mean, just to be fair, right? Like some yeah, people are like just a starting point. Yeah, exactly. It's a jumping off point. What do you yeah. do with it? Well, yeah, because with your um, natural wiring. Yeah. Like, like, your perspective is absolutely a choice. I, I, I think um, it's it's critical. I mean, there's 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 like different ways that you could look at the same circumstance. So um, right after we stepped out from leading the church that we were leading, and then we got to go um, actually stay in Hawaii for a month. And um, over the course of that month, it was this really... Which to like... Everyone listening sounds like, obviously, what a wow. gift. Actually, Are a you kidding go, me? How do I get on the Philwood program? He texted me that. I was like, y'all just quit your job and um, <laughs> go unemployed and <laughs> not know what's next. But what a gift. We were able to be in Hawaii for a month. Oh, yeah. And, and it was this incredible, like we were in Kauai and it was um, at a time when it was really difficult to get into Kauai. So you needed... Like it was like a three-day lockdown quarantine with a GPS and the National Guard, and if you left your little house arrest area, they come get you and send you out of there. And it was, but if you get through all that, you're the island's <laughs> that empty. That part was stressful. Was, that was stressful to get in, <laughs> yeah. but because we were staying so long, it was worth it. And um, we just were there, and it was this beautiful, spacious place. But what we found was it was like actually, like really hard to be present and enjoy the thing at first. Um, it, it was even a fight throughout the entire time to be present yeah. and enjoy the thing. Uh, cause we just come off of like all the stress and anxiety of transitioning out of the role. And then, uh, we weren't sure what was next and we were trying to sort through a million things. And yeah, we had a lot of personal loss in that last year. Obviously um, we were sorting through a lot of things. So, but, but, but even still we were in Hawaii yeah, for and, a and month. <laughs> we had this like interesting realization one day that like, um, like just in terms of perspective it's like we are either on like a several month sabbatical right now where we have this incredible gift that we can use the time to go inward to learn more about ourselves to connect with each other yeah. to travel to rest to play and to like enjoy and pour a ton into our kids in the super unique season um we're like the whole world's before us or yeah we're unemployed. We're stuck with our kids full time at home. Yep. We don't have an income. We're not even sure what we're going to do or what our income is going to be. We've got some ideas. We're not even quite ready to think about that yet. And our kids are full time homeschool at home with us. And we're just like, taking all of our attention and all of our time to where we can't even like do whatever we want to do with ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, isn't that interesting? Two yeah. totally Two different totally perspectives. Like I'm in lenses. paradise. Yep live in the dream or or i'm in hell <laughs> <laughs> but there's like two different but also it was kind of both 
Like, there, it wasn't hell. No. That's totally extreme. No, but, I mean, there were definitely moments of, like, frustration and and really, like, angst. And so, can well, it I mean, be both? Yeah, I mean, of, of course. I think there's times where perspective is quite simple. And you're like, well, I'm choosing this or I'm choosing that. Yeah. But then there's times where it's actually a lot more complex. And it's it's not a dualistic thing of either or that, that you have to... To realize it's like a non-dual hmm. sort of reality yeah. it's both and they're both radically different but it's actually it's both and it's just what it is um which is like a whole another level of looking at perspective of like holding both things together in tension mm-hmm. at the exact same time able to see both sides of it yeah and i think choosing not to focus on the negative you know i mean if we had let ourselves go down that kind of rabbit hole of like and we're unemployed and this and that and uh, like I don't think we we really did enjoy ourselves it was such an amazing time yeah and but I think part of that was because we decided to say like are you kidding me we're in Hawaii for a month our kids are with us I mean our kids were doing school distance learning online and we had I mean what a unique thing that'll never happen again probably the way that it happened at least for us so, and I think the whole world was kind of faced with this, I guess, opportunity, if you want to yeah. look at it, um, with the pandemic. And I think a lot of us were asking the questions in the beginning of like, how long is this going to last? And then it settled in like, oh, we're home with our kids. And we were faced as parents, people that have kids to go like, is this a unique time that we're maybe never going to have again to spend with our kids and to really try to lean in and be present? Or is this this horrible thing? And when are we going to get back to the way things were, get back to normal? And I think it it, it was both. And yeah, it, it so altered everybody's life and work and yeah. income and day-to-day rhythm and schedule. It so altered the kids like ability to be connected socially. And I mean, it, it altered everything but it was also such a sweet such gift. a gift in so many ways and i think for us like we've seen the value of that time with our kids and what it's done for our family i mean it's been it was a really special thing and at the same time where there there were like absolutely the lowest parenting moments of <laughs> ever well but the, <laughs> things but, okay. that i'm not proud of but, but that's the thing of switching from the either or like it's fantastic or it's terrible yeah to like to like a that non-dual holding it in tension like um our, our youngest son can swing in these extremes where he's like, this is the best day ever. Uh, and then how by, many times does he say that? And then by the afternoon, <laughs> he's like, this is the worst day ever. And he can totally swing <laughs> it. And you're like, man, we're on a train right now that is going. Um, like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. But if if you can hold both of those things in tension, it actually releases your attachment from those things. And then it like it, it removes you from it in like a really, really, I think, healthy way. Where it's 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 not either or it it just kind of is and I I think the most healthy people actually have the ability to hold a perspective that is like non dualistic where it isn't bad it isn't good it just is and when you have this objectivity to see it as it is like it it removes like sort of the judgment of it and mm-hmm. and the pain that comes with the attachments that that come with that whether it's positive or or negative and then you can like almost like enter into it more fully and approach the thing with more compassion yeah and less like worst day best day and instead you're like more fully present to the thing yeah holding the beauty of all of it in tension and yeah it, it's a choice i mean perspective is yeah a choice and it's it's funny because even with the pandemic like i feel like i don't know i just feel like we experience things in way more highs and lows and 
I could, I could feel like we were having the best morning. And then literally five minutes later, things would be, everyone's falling apart. I mean, it was just chaos. And so, you know, if we choose at nine o'clock in the morning that it's the worst day ever, <laughs> it's going to be a long day. A long day. Uh, but yeah, I think it's interesting with this non-dualistic thing, because at the same time, I think that we have this opportunity like we don't have to place judgment on everything. I don't know why we need, we feel the need to do that. Like, why do we even feel the need to be like, it's a good day or it's a bad day. Or that was like, how much happens in a day that we, we, we place like one thing on it. Um, but in the same way, I think we get to decide our narrative and the things that we tell ourselves about the life that we're living. You know what I mean? Like we can decide, you know, I'm a victim, like this thing happened to me and you can live in that narrative and that shapes your entire reality. Or you can say like, this thing happened to me and man, I have so much I can learn from the situation or it can teach me or that was terrible. I'm going to make sure that never happens to somebody else. Or, you know, it's, it's like, we do get a choice in the way that we name something and talk about it. And if you change your perspective, it actually changes the reality that you're living in, which is wow. wild. No, that's wild. Because you end up living, it's almost like self-fulfilling. That sounds kind of, I don't know, woo-woo. But I, I feel like if you, yeah, if you really are believing the the narrative that you're telling yourself, which we all, I think, do believe our own narratives, right? that there's some, there, there is something that comes out of that that's absolutely real. Well, that's the perspective is reality. It, it has the power to shape how you move and interact yeah. with the world. And I, I like, because you get to live from that. Yeah. And then you get to build a whole life around it. Yeah. Um, I, I I really believe that the way that we order our lives as a society is is a like a, we build it. It's a social construct. Jen hates that <laughs> phrase. I looked at her and tried to not say it, and then I couldn't help it. I said it. Um, which means that we just choose to order things the way that they are. Um, but the other reality of that is is it's 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 not just like imaginary ideas. It's it's ultimately defining because it's the defining reality in which we live. So our our um, perspective, our ideology, our, our way of seeing, our lens in the world, it shapes that world because we build mm -hmm. a, like a reality in a world around it. And so if, even though we made it up, like we all live by it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't like that term, but I do think it's really empowering because you can actually create another reality without even changing anything in your life. Yeah. Like you can be living in the same exact s circumstances and your perspective will entirely change how you experience that reality, which is, I mean, that is mind blowing. Yeah. And you it's see it. I mean, there's all kinds of stories of this. If you think of people that have been imprisoned and you hear these amazing stories of like there, I mean, if you look at like the scriptures and you look away the way Paul writes from prison and that's just, I wasn't planning on saying that and <laughs> super random, but yeah. like he, he talks about like being thankful in all circumstances. He's writing from prison about this, which is, yeah. you know, we have, we do have that choice and how we see things. It's true. Um, your perspective is often what shapes reality, which is, I mean, there's a, there's a book that Jen and I were reading. Um, it's called come as you are. It's a book by, and it is about what it sounds like it's about. It's a book about sex, about yeah. um, women's sexuality, and uh, it's by uh, Dr. Emily. Highly recommend, by the way, and for men. Nagoski. Yeah. And um, 
there's a chapter in there in chapter three she talks about this idea of um like the perspective of context and she's saying how it's amazing the way your brain interprets things because she says that the like the very same sensation in different contexts like seen through different perspectives can have wildly different effects on people so yeah, like not just talking about sex by the way here um yeah so she says like for instance like tickling she's like if if you're like in a playful mood and you're connected and then suddenly one of like like a couple you know somebody tickles the other person it can be like fun and you're laughing and it's kind of playful and maybe that's going to go somewhere um but then she's like but if you're in like a really like frustrated mood and then your partner comes up and starts tickling you it can like piss you off oh yeah and she's like you get angry and <laughs> get you want your hands like, off of me when jen's hand like want to punch you <laughs> and like it turns into this like crazy thing so, so like the same sensation with a different perspective or context um, everything's the same except for the perspective in which it's happening. It radically changes your response to it and what's happening. Or she, she talked about a lot of things. She said, like, smells, all of your senses work that way. She was saying, like, smell, um, if a certain smell is called cheese, if you label it cheese, it's really good. But if you were to label it body odor, it's actually really bad. It's so weird. Which is, like, context and perspective. <laughs> yeah. Or um, she was and saying your mood sense. affects your taste. Um, so she said, if you're really sad, it reduces your ability to taste fat in food. And it's all these sensations and context but her whole point is it's all like perspective or she talked about thermal reception if you were like outside freezing you're in out of gas and it's like super frigid and you run into a gas station and it's 72 degrees it's going to feel like your perspective is like it's really hot in here because you were just cold but on the flip side if it's like really hot and you run in and it's 72 it's going to feel like really cold like your perspective um shapes reality which is um yeah, it's it's just a, it's just a fact. I was gonna say it's a reality, but it <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I've noticed that even in our own family, that we can start a day off in a certain way. Like maybe the kids, one of them comes down in a bad mood, and then there's some fighting, and then it's interesting what it will do. Like if we start off with a negative perspective, it's like the entire day starts to go downhill. And I mean, we've gotten in a regular habit in our family of being like, all right, we're doing a redo here because we, I think, have found just the power of like, once you get into that cycle of like negativity and even when it's in interpersonal relationship where you, you can just cycle into like this downward cycle. Um, and I think we all know this. We've experienced people who are, you know, you're around someone who's super positive and it's contagious and you've been around, you know, we have terms for this, like negative Nelly. You're around somebody who's negative and it rubs off on you. You know, it's like our perspective is actually infectious. And not only will it shape your own perspective, but you can end up passing it on to everyone around you, which is terrible or it could be amazing, right? Like if you have, if you're one of those positive people, you can spread so much joy just by being you around other people. Like how amazing is that? And I have to be honest, like I'm the worst with this. When I get in a mood, <laughs> like I, I've, I've got this thing where I can be taken down by my kids super easily. Like I'm, I'm working on this. You this is something like, I'm working on this. Like you get like, you're taken down like a sniper. Like you get this, is I, this is how I feel. This is how I feel. They take me down. <laughs> One of them will come down in a bad mood and I'm like, oh no, here we go. And <laughs> instead of just, you know, like separating myself from them, I have this, I'm an empath, someone told me. I guess that means we like take on a lot of pe other people's emotions. Or you're really empathetic. But I also have a fiery temper, which is a really bad <laughs> combo. Indeed it is. 
or fun. I don't know. However, or awesome, awesome, awesome combo sometimes. Too. <laughs> but yeah, so our perspectives are infectious, and I think that's even why it matters who you ch- like choose to spend time with. You know, like I have had, um, I've been, I've had friends with before. They're, you know, they regularly like groups of women that are like bashing on their husbands, and it's like that thing when people start doing that, it's weird how it's like infectious, and sub- suddenly everybody starts bashing on their husbands, you know, mm-hmm. or you can be around people who are like womanizing but, all the time or like making race, you know, it, you could, you could do any of the, you could pick anything. What were you going to say? You threw me say, off there. Sorry. I was like, but, but you don't bash on your husband, right? I don't actually. <laughs> teasing, no, teasing. I don't. And actually that's something that I've, I, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I do it straight to your face. <laughs> You got you. And I will do it on here to your face, but I would not do it behind your back. <laughs> I love <laughs> that about you, babe. But that's the thing. I made a decision, I think, early on. Like, I'm not going to do that because I think that there's power in not only our thoughts, but like there's something about when you say something about someone else, there's there's like a real power in your words. So I believe that. Um, and I know that like for you and I, babe, like our we can really build each other up or tear each other down with our words. Fast. Wow. It's fast. Yeah. Yeah. And we can get so. rolling on perspective in negative ways. Oh yeah, we can, ways. that's true. We can, we can circle each other way down to the ground or we can, yeah, build each other up and, and pull each other. Also in reverse, we've been really practicing this in our relationship recently is like snapping each other out of things, Yeah. which I'm really proud of us. That's something we've, we've really come really far on. We've worked hard. Like on one it. person will be saying something and you're like, that's not truth. Yeah, Where'd true. you get that thought from? Or that's just not, reminding yeah. truth. Yeah. And well, it's, this thing can be tough. Like, like it can be difficult to, if you've operated a certain way for a long time to reshape your perspective. But I think that's like, like we, we condition ourselves mm-hmm. in certain perspectives and ways. And we're raised in families in certain ways. We're programmed. Yeah. yeah. To operate in certain ways, but it, it is changeable. I mean, the idea of neuroplasticity that you're, you can rewire your brain in new pathways, new thought sort of circuits of yeah. this is how I'm going to think and operate. And at first it takes a lot of work, but eventually it just becomes the way that you see and you think yeah. and you operate. I um, love, I have a visual of that in my head whenever I'm getting really negative. I have this visual that pops in my head of that neuroplasticity plasticity highway. Like yeah. you hear like it just creates like a deeper groove in your brain. Like the more you think, a certain think of something a certain way it creates a deeper and deeper highway in your brain. And I have this visual in my head, like I'm doing it. I nope, I wanna don't want to create that groove. Well the less it snaps you me out do of it, it. The, the more it like, grows over and goes away. Yeah, that's amazing. Well yeah, perspective's fluid. Um, just like everything else in your brain. Um maybe in the, uh, unless you're just stuck, you know? And so um I I I think of like Carol Dweck's book Mindset where she talks about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Like you can have a the kind of mindset that just you are what you are and it is mm. what it is. Oh, yeah, I'm just this way. Or a growth mindset where you're like, I'm going to constantly grow and adapt and change. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been stuck there before in the past. Like, oh, I'm just not patient or I'm just yeah. not. I'm like, I don't like to read directions. Oh, this is just the way that I <laughs> That's see That's a bad things. example. I mean, we have a, a whole world so divided right now in our own mm. nation, just with politics and um I, I just have hope that there's an ability for us to 
to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like a fixed mindset in terms of like a world view, a world view, or like creating mm-hmm. sets of beliefs that I have to defend at all costs because this is the fixed set of beliefs rather than a mindset of like this thing is growing and it's evolving and it can change. And like if you know that it can change, um, it's powerful. And just being open minded to learn and listen from other people to be open to your actual perspective. Well, it's like. Yeah. Um, we went on this road trip and um, we went to Olympic National Park and took the boys and um, there's this hike that we really wanted to do. It was really hard. It's called the Storm King hike where you start out down by this lake and then you you kind of like switch back up forever up this mountain. And it, it was a lot. It was a much scarier hike than we. It was a lot more elevation <laughs> than we realized and a lot more cliffs than we realized. Yeah. With our with our youngest son, it got a little sketch there. Well, and at the top. There's like if you go to Angel's Landing at Zion National Park, like the top is sketchy and people fall off and die, and that's like something that you accept. But <laughs> well, not, I mean, not, but the Park Service puts. Well, you do. Hopefully not. You take. You understand the risk, right? And there's, but the Park Service maintains this thing with like poles and chains that right, are, and they check it regularly. Maintained for safety, right. but like this place, they don't do that, and you get to the top. And you have to shimmy around this like peak, but so like the people that climb it bring climbing ropes with them and like tie them up themselves to like shrubberies yeah. and like roots of the trees. And so there's like a who rope knows, who knows how long that around a blind is, corner just dangling on the ground and you have to like jump and grab the rope and use it to climb up to the next. Like, there's like seven or eight rope sections that we just took off on to get to the top of this thing. And even on the way down, this one guy, he was like a regular, he's like, how are the ropes up there? They're not always in good condition. I'm like, what? Like there's options for That's how the ropes are? That's sometimes they're not in good condition. <laughs> what does that mean? But the, I was just the, the picture of it from like standing at the lake mm-hmm. to like the way that our perception of all of that part of Olympic National Park yeah. changed throughout the course of those hours as we climbed up. And when you finally get to the top, you're just like, what? Like, it was incredible. I mean, yeah, the view over the lake, it's like you could see everything 360, 360 degrees. And it was like, yeah, that's interesting. It was so such a different perspective down on the ground. It's really also, it's like a, um, it's actually a rainforest down on the bottom, which was, so then once you get up in the higher elevation, it was like, not only did your perspective of what you were looking out to see change, but even just what was around you. Yeah. It was, it was fascinating. I think it's a beautiful picture that perspective, like it, it, that you have the ability to shape your perspective and that it, it can grow and change. Yeah. But I think we have been conditioned differently, you know? And so I think there's a lot of grace in it in that way. Um, and I know we keep saying this and, and I think it's because it's something that we've been really trying to, to do in our own lives. And, you know, gosh, it's not easy, but, um, I think sometimes you have, it takes digging beneath the surface, you know, and like looking at things that are driving your perspective and the thing that's like seven layers deep below it, um, or like, why am I conditioned this way? What maybe has something to do with your past or whatever. I think that's where a really good therapist is helpful in those moments. Cause sometimes it's like, Oh, I'm going to change my perspective. But then other times it's like, I don't know why I keep coming back to the yeah. same cycle and or the a same guide. pattern. Yeah. And the same. Like, how did I end up here again? Because I thought I fixed this already. I just picked this back up again and mm-hmm. again. Like, even with my own 
therapists have been seeing over the last six months. It's just, there's these wild moments of digging like deeper and deeper. And I would just come out of meeting with them on like the computer with the zoom and I would just be wide eyed and Jen's like, what happened? I'm what like, just happened in there? I can't even talk about <laughs> it. Like I just realized I just have a, I just broke a cycle that I've lived my entire yeah. life and I didn't even see it. It was underneath all the things. And like, sometimes you just need a really experienced guide to help you dig beneath those layers mm -hmm. or friends who can ask really good questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the friend thing is massive who can speak into you. Cause I mean, it's sometimes it's tough and you really do get stuck and you, or you need, have blind spots. Yeah. And you need friends that'll walk like tight with you. And, and especially in like more complex sort of demanding situations, it's almost like a, like, People who have jobs and roles, like a president has a, a whole board of advisors that are constantly advising yeah. them. It's, it's, it's almost the same way. Um, I remember just in the last few months talking to a friend saying, well, you know, people just, they don't do that. And he's like, no, no, people do that all the time, just not in your world or experience. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's mm, a good point. I just, right. it's just a little bit beyond my perspective at the moment. Or at, one time I was talking to a friend, I'm like, nobody gets it. And he's all, actually, that's a lie. A lot of people get it. Just none of the people you're talking to right now. It's like, well, okay, that, yeah, that's good. Or, or like sometimes a friend will be like, let me remind you. Um, or even sometimes like with. with yeah, with, I just had some girlfriends do that to me the other day. And yeah. it was so good. They're like, remember what you said? <laughs> like, hmm. Did right. I say that? Because I don't I said remember that? saying that. <laughs> oh, it's a good friend. Other, we constantly yeah. remind each other. Um, yep to give fresh perspective. Like sometimes you need other people's perspective to snap you out of your own. And it just requires being open to like learning and um, seeing differently, you know? Yeah. Um, I think of the, this is a little different, but just when you, when you and uh, some of our friends coach Little League mm -hmm. and you guys would always say, not about the players. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you guys but you would say <laughs> let them play their game and you play yours and it was like you guys would repeat that back to each other because you would get all fired up because of course it's little league and this is we're gonna put we're gonna pretend that this is like major our league middle baseball. son was in i think like <laughs> kindergarten yeah and Bo and i were coaching that team together oh this is so funny so funny but you guys were, would repeat that line to each other just to cope with being because the other coaches were, were like operating by different rules things than were, we were things and, were intense but there's no umpires to sort it out at that level and we're like they're not following the rules and they're, <laughs> and oh man yeah your justice your justice button was getting we're like, like yeah and then finally we just stopped and we're like all right we'll let them play their game and we'll play ours yeah but i was thinking about like, that's such a good line for ourselves, you know? Mm. Let them play their game and you play yours. And I think when we're talking about perspective, it's like we almost just have to play our own game. Like, we need to not look around at what how other people are viewing things and how other people are, um, like, what their perspectives are. And we need to be true to who we are and not get caught in that comparison trap, you know? Yeah. And even just, like, comparing in general. Right? Like just with our lives. I think that's where we get really thrown off with perspective is when we're looking around to everyone else around us for how we should be living and what's good and right and true. And I don't know. I know that's when I get off. It's when I find myself doing that. Yeah. And, and, and 
sometimes it's like you get I I get off um when like you Yeah, get, what do you do when you get when your when your perspective is way off? But it's like yeah. when I get overcome with like emotion or whether I get overcome with sadness or anger or like um but like like whatever emotional freak out where your my like my perspective gets skewed and um that that same author that we mentioned earlier um Emily um Nagoski she and her sister actually wrote a different book and they talk a lot about um like what is the stress cycle how do you break free from it how do you like in in it it's such a fascinating thing they they talk about how um emotions are like a tunnel and they say um, they're like travelers and they don't want to be a resident in your body. And the thing about emotions is you actually have to let them go all the way through you and come out mm-hmm. the other side. And they say like a tunnel, you have to go all the way down into the darkness and, and feel all the feels mm. in order to get to the light on the other side. Resurrection. Yeah. She, she says yeah. like, if you hang on to the emotions, you make them a resident in your body and you don't let them pass through. And so she's like, wow. don't try to avoid it. She's like, actually try to feel, she literally, she says, feel all the feels. Oh, I hate that though sometimes. Don't <laughs> you hate just, that? But, but like I don't want to feel like, like certain things. <laughs> this is passing through me now. And yeah. it's like, like it isn't or, me. Or it, it, sorry, I'm interrupting. I'm Come so on. with you. Well, you owe me one because I did earlier. Or it gets stuck in your body and your yeah. body will let you know, you know? Okay, sorry. No, I read somewhere that the I don't remember where I read this. The anger cycle of emotion should only take like oh yeah, I remember this. Like some like less than ten seconds or something crazy. Yeah, it's supposed to go right through you. It's like shoot, but then you just grab it and you're like, you're mine now. <laughs> you just hang on to it. <laughs> you feel good. Um, you feel powerful. But she but she also talks about like the stress cycle of um, the way our bodies evolved and how in like the early sort of evolutionary shaping. Um, stress was like a built-in response to a, a threat, like something was coming to kill you. And so your body ramps up in that fight or flight mode. And then all these like hormones rush through your body and you get amped up to go in this wild fight where you're going to fight the lion or you're going to run away. And then once you, like the act of doing the thing, fighting or running actually depletes all those things from you. And then you crash afterwards, you mm-hmm. cry, you hug, everything's good. And you finish the stress cycle, you let it all out. But she says that in our world, we live in like a constant sense of stress and your body doesn't differentiate between like the dinosaur trying to eat you or the lion trying to eat you or like you're stressed out because your boss like it's all it's all the same thing mm-hmm. and your body fills with these hormones and she says we never like complete the, the cycle, cycle yeah. and like release the stuff out of us and so she talks about like all these ways of like when you start having the emotional freak out of like recognize this is a traveler mm-hmm. and i have to feel the feels and sometimes I just have to go complete the stress cycle and let these things out. And so the boys and I have been working out at four o'clock together. That's our routine. And when on the way there, almost every day now, I'm like, going to complete the cycle, boys. We're going to complete the <laughs> oh, loop. Dad, you're and, so weird. And you're then they just, just look at me and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, how hard I work out today is how much I need to complete the loop. You'll see what I'm talking about in a moment. So those of you who work out with Phil now know. I think you probably already do. The gauge, yeah. We've been we've been using that language a lot. Like we're closing this, we're closing the cycle. It's fantastic. It's it's super helpful. And she gives all these examples of ways that you can that you can do that. Literally complete what's happening in your body when you go into a stress mode. You you almost have to actively do something in order to get out of it. Like she gives examples, like go for a walk outside, or you know, all these different things. It's been it's been helpful. Um, 
yeah, we were talking also about how sometimes all you have is your mindset. Like you can't really control. There's times in your life when maybe you're going through something really difficult and you can't control the circumstances, but so all you have is your mindset. And I think it was last year I read that Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And he's in a concentration camp. I mean, it's super famous. But he talks about that. Like your mindset is the only thing that people can't take away from you. And he talks about like his dignity. And it was such a beautiful story. And if you haven't read it, you definitely need to. But it's like no matter how good life is, there's always going to be hard moments. And that's life. You know, and I think we're not victims of really, we can be victims, but we can, we have a choice what to do with it, right? Like when something happens in our life, we can get stuck in this victim mentality where we feel like we lose our agency. And on the flip side, we can have gratitude and we can choose to do something with what, what the lot we've been given, you know, we can choose at least at the very least the mindset that we have around that. And man, that's power. That's power. <clears throat> and I think we talk about this all the time, but hard moments really do shape us and grow us if, if we allow them to. And those times when we're kicked out of our comfort zones, sometimes that can end up being like the most radical gift ever. Like I know that for us, stepping out of the church in some ways was super hard and super painful. And there was things that we really had to grieve. And um, at the same time, on the flip end, we have had the most amazing kind of reset in our marriage, in our relationship. And we're, we're having the renaissance. We just started calling it like our <laughs> renaissance. But I don't think that would have happened had we not been kicked out of our comfort zone into that place of like really relying on God, relying on each other, like choosing, learning how to like again and again, choose our perspective that we were having. So yeah, sometimes all you have is your mindset, your perspective. I love that. We were talking also that there's like a whole different side to perspective. Um, like sometimes it's almost like you need to know your limitations um, of like something you shouldn't do in the first place. So like, <laughs> right, right. So like, um, like just don't, maybe don't put yourself in that sometimes place. Sometimes you can of- adjust something on the front end hmm. um, and not try to make adjustments along the way or the back end. Like I think there's something to perspective of, of um, not knowingly putting yourself in a situation you can't handle it. It's going to overwhelm you. It's going to freak you out. That then you're like, I got to adjust my perspective. I got to, it's like, so often things happen to us that we need to figure that out. But I think part of perspective is having the ability on the front end to make the adjustments. Right. Put yourself in situations that are going to freak you out. It's, it's, it's like part of healthy perspective is the ability to make healthy choices for yourself. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we talked about this earlier, but just this need to like we can give ourselves grace and stop putting judgment on every single thing, you know, like we've been saying a lot, like it is what it is. You know, we can remove judgment from our circumstances and always have to decide whether they're good or bad. They just, it is what it is. And what are you going to do with it? You know, and we've, I've found so much value recently in just trying to speak to myself kinder. I've, I've realized in this last season through, (laughs) therapy and friends and other people speaking into me like, man, I am, I do not speak to myself. I, 
I would like to say I did, but I, I have not been speaking to myself kindly. And man, yeah, I'm learning too. I'm learning. Mm. I'm learning. And you know, I, I now the way that I'm trying to talk to myself is, did I do the best with what I had? Mm. You know, and if I can answer yes to that, man, I feel good about it because that's all we can do is, did you do the best with what you had? You know, in this last season, this pandemic, like, man, we were all just doing the best with what we had. You know, in this, yeah, none of us knew any of this was coming. None of us knew what to do with a, a worldwide pandemic and mm-hmm. all the things that have come out of it. Um, and and another one for me, and this one's really hard for me, is just knowing who you are and caring less about what other people think and just being confident in that, you know, just resting in that. Um, for me, like I've noticed when I start to feel defensive, and I can like ask myself, like, what's being triggered? Because I think for perspective, sometimes we often have to take a step back from our circumstances to see what's what's really going on. So, yeah, yeah. you know, these are just things that we're, man, we're, we're in process big time on. Or even like, like learning to pause. So there's a um, learning to honor the pause is the phrase that was given to me. Like when you feel something, when there's like a trigger, where there's like a, what's going on here? It feels funky. Your perspective gets off. Um, it's like being able to pause and stop and say like, what's happening? What, what does that mean? Where do I feel that? Like, what is that feeling? Where is it residing? What is it like, what does that mean to me? Um, kind of digging beneath the surface. And it's like when things come up and you have a reaction, you can stop and you can pause in the moment to figure out, wow, oh, what is that? Um, and it's this process of, of dealing with things as they come up to sort out the feelings and all the stuff that's beneath the surface, because it helps you to choose a helpful perspective. Yeah. And then I think finally, like if you're really just stuck, then here's something I would try. Just find one thing to be grateful for. Honestly, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a starting place. I know it sounds so cheesy, but if you do, if you do do some research on the studies of Berkeley Great, a good science center speaks about this. Yeah. One thing, just what are you grateful for? Write it down. There's something, there's a power in writing it down. Even better if you can say it out loud as well, but one thing a day and watch how that changes your perspective. Yeah. And your reality. Both. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, we, th- those are a few of the things we've been learning. Um, so excited you joined us for this episode. Um, this is actually going to be one of the big things we lean into when we do our reimagining experience. Yeah. Um, in because a, you can't reimagine a life moving forward without, without grabbing hold of your perspective. Yep. And so, um, just want to encourage you wherever you're at, you have the power to shape and change your perspective. And when you do that, you have the power to shape and change your reality in the world and how you engage with the world. Um, you just got it. And so I just want to encourage you, and it's a process and it happens slow, it happens over time, and um, it has the power to like radically change your life. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out our website, philandjenwood.com, to register for upcoming experiences and to see what else is going on. And if you enjoyed this, feel free to subscribe. You can even leave a review. Keep going. See you next time.